Yes, Jen and I have been friends for a while. We both had children around the same time. And I remember one evening when our children were babies, we were out having a cocktail, commiserating about the good old days, how we used to travel and how much fun it was. And I remember saying, oh girl, someday you and I are going to have to take a trip together. And she said, let's do it with our kids. And I remember it was like a real turning point that I hadn't even considered taking a fantastic overseas trip with my family. Planning a trip can be so overwhelming. It sort of feels like a no-brainer at this point to have Jen do it because she's so thorough. She knows us well. She's super organized. It saves us an incredible amount of time and frustration. The voice you just heard belongs to Emily Greenstein. Emily is speaking about her friend, and she's also speaking about her travel advisor. And it just so happens that these are both the same person. And we're going to be chatting with Emily today, as well as her travel advisor slash friend, Jennifer Shanks. We're going to be talking adventure, travel, planning. Stick around. Family Travel Radio is on the air. Welcome to Family Travel Radio, the official podcast of the Family Travel Association. Family Travel Radio is on the air, helping you discover the world of possibilities family travel has to offer. What's happening, my friend? It's Aaron Schlein, and welcome to Family Travel Radio. Happy Monday. Happy June. Summer is just about here, although in my hometown of Sacramento, California, we have decided to just skip over spring and dive headfirst into summer. We are into the summer temps already. We've already had several days of temperatures in the 90s. you believe that? But hey, we're not here to talk about the weather. We're here to talk family travel, and we got a great episode today. A little something unique. I wanted to try something fun here to celebrate this 30th episode. Family Travel Radio is 30 today. And today we're going to be talking adventure travel planning. And our conversation today is with a professional family travel advisor, Jennifer Shanks. And we're also going to be joined on the mic at the same time by one of Jennifer's clients, Emily Greenstein. And she'll take us through her travels a bit, her travels before she had kids and then transitioning into family travel and how Jennifer, as her travel advisor, was able to help her plan some trips that maybe she didn't think were possible to do with kids. Jennifer is just a great example of how having a travel advisor in your corner can be such a difference maker when it comes to planning those family trips year after year after year. You may have noticed that I popped in this week with a brief little bonus episode, about two and a half minutes, asking you for just a very quick favor as a family travel radio listener. We're now at 30 episodes of Family Travel Radio, and the podcast has been growing week after week. We've been getting new listeners and new subscribers, and I want to keep that going. And my friend, I just need a couple minutes of your time, if you would, to head over to my personal website, aaronschlein.com slash survey. And there you'll find a very brief survey about this podcast. A lot of the questions are multiple choice. It just takes a couple minutes and it can really help ensure that this podcast is going to continue to get better and to continue delivering valuable, entertaining content week after week. The bottom line is that myself and the entire team here at the Family Travel Association would be incredibly grateful if you would just take those two or three minutes to fill out the survey and let us know what you like, maybe what you don't like so much about this podcast, so that we can always be improving the content of the podcast and delivering you maximum value. That is what we are here for, my friend. This podcast is for you. And if you do take those couple of minutes to fill out the survey, 
I am going to thank you personally. And I don't mean some automatic canned response. I'm talking about a personal thank you. You can expect that from me within 24 hours of filling out the form if you decide to include your contact information, which is optional, by the way. If you'd like to remain totally anonymous, you can do that as well. But if you include that information, I'd love to thank you personally. That address again is aaronschlein.com slash survey, double R-O-N-S-C-H-L-E-I-N.com slash survey. And of course, you can find that link in the show notes at familytravel.org slash radio. We have got a very, very special treat this week on Family Travel Radio. We're talking family adventure, which is really nothing new on this podcast, but what we're going to do that's very special, I have invited Jennifer Shanks on the program, and she is a travel advisor extraordinaire, and Jennifer, her company is Family Adventures Await, and that name should say it all, but we're going to get into not only what Jennifer does and how she helps her clients, and Jennifer, on my behalf, has invited one of her clients on to discuss her family's adventure and how she's worked with Jen and the decision to to bring in an advisor to lead and help you plan those family adventures. So let's get started. Jennifer Shanks from Family Adventures Await. Hello and welcome to Family Travel Radio. Hi, Aaron. Thanks for having me. It's absolutely my pleasure. So Jen, let's just start with you real quick. You're with Family Adventures Await, a travel agency that specializes in helping families explore the world through meaningful travel experiences. I love that. And you also help families discover off the beaten path destinations and adventures. So just tell us a little bit about that, about your background and how you got into this adventure, this family adventure travel. <laughs> sure. I've always been a traveler since since college, my adulthood. I've traveled extensively, six continents, 50 something or other countries. Um, and then when I had a family, I didn't want to stop uh, having adventures. Uh, I have three children who are now just turning 10, 8, and 6. And since they were babies, I wanted to continue traveling. I sort of introduced travel to my husband, and we became a bit of a traveling family when we could. It wasn't quite enough. I was always sort of daydreaming about travel, planning travel. When I was pregnant or had newborn babies, I would sit there and uh, plan vacations for, you know, when they were 10. (laughs) Uh, I was always, always, always planning travel and our travel. And then I realized that as I was doing more trips, families all the time to me were saying, wow, that was, that's amazing. Like, I wish we could do that. I would love to do that. I wouldn't even know how to begin to do that kind of vacation or that kind of travel. Um, And I realized that there were a lot of families out there that wanted to travel more extensively, that wanted to do something a little more adventurous, a little bit outside the box, not sort of your average theme park or your cruise or, you know, the easy quote unquote family travel, but didn't know how. And I realized there were clients there that could really use my expertise and my help. So I started a business doing exactly that. Well, I love that you did that, that you were able to you kind of taking this feedback from the people around you who said, Jen, whether you would, whether you're willing to admit it or not, you are an expert in this field. And, and I love that you turned that into a business. So one of the things that you and I connected on, I'd like you to talk about a little bit is that that concept of looking long-term, like you mentioned, you know, thinking about the trips you want to take with your kids when they're 10, which may be many years off, but you know, starting where you are now and then ratcheting up, slowly ratcheting up the adventure with the idea that you're going to take these bigger, more elaborate trips later on. Can you just kind of tell me about your, your thinking there? 
Sure. Um, a couple of things. I, I, I find that I've talked to a lot of families who say, oh, I'm going to do that when my kids are older, or when they can remember or those kinds of things. And I always try and remind people that that's a pretty small window. The, the window of when your children are old enough to quote unquote, remember the vacation or appreciate the vacation. And then when they're teenagers and have a mind of their own and have completely their own plans and thoughts and might not want to do what you planned for them when they were three or four someday. I think that people are always kind of looking for that. So I always think, all right, start when they're younger and, you know, start trips that are more manageable. Sometimes clients are nervous about long flights or connections. They, you know, only want to fly where they can go nonstop. Um, and just little things, they're worried about those logistics and those pieces that um, some of the adventure travel might entail for them. So we start small. If that's, you know, flying direct to Mexico or the Mayan Riviera or, you know, the Caribbean and staying at an all-inclusive resort where they know their picky eaters are going to be okay <laughs> and adding in some adventure day trips, seeing what the kids are capable of and Every single time we do something like that with my clients or every time I have a client who's nervous about a trip with their kids, uh, 100% they come back and say, wow, my kids are so much, are capable of so much more than I gave them credit for <laughs> 100% of the time. So I think it's more not what the kids are capable of. It's more about what the parents are comfortable with. And so getting them comfortable and knowing what their kids are capable of as we plan vacations more and more in the future they, they start kind of getting bigger and bigger and more exciting for everyone involved. Uh, you heard it here first, folks. Your <laughs> kids are more capable than what we give them credit for. One hundred percent of the time. That is a bold statement, Jennifer, but I'm going to back you up on that. So you're very focused on your clients and I appreciate how you, you always circle back to, to serving your clients and, and meeting their needs and really opening up the doors for them to, to adventure. And that we're going to transition right now. We have invited one of your clients on Emily Greenstein is joining us right here on, on the call today. Emily, welcome to Family Travel Radio. Thanks, Aaron. Certainly, certainly my pleasure. This is a whole lot of fun. I'm looking forward to this. Emily, you have a lot of options when it comes to choosing a travel advisor. How did you settle on Jen? Did you guys know each other ahead of time or how did you guys connect? Yes, Jen and I have been friends for a while. We both had children around the same time. And I remember one evening when our children were for babies, we were sort of out having a cocktail, just the two of us and commiserating about the good old days and our how we used to travel and how much fun it was. And I remember saying to her, oh girl, someday you and I are going to have to take a trip together. And she said, someday, she goes, let's do it with our kids. And, and I remember it was like a real turning point that I hadn't even considered doing, you know, taking a fantastic overseas trip with my family. And so, um, for me, that was a real turning point of, of excitement and something to look forward to. Well, those light bulb moments are wonderful when the, the light flicks on and you, you, have, you see that there's all these other opportunities that perhaps limiting beliefs had you believing that weren't possible. But we're all grateful for people like Jen who can, can show us the way and not just, not just tell us that these things were possible, but actually show us and help us through the process. So Emily, I understand that you have done quite a bit of, of travel with your family up to this point, but recently turn to Jen to help you plan a vacation, which is something you hadn't really done much of in this to this point. You've planned most of your trips yourself. So first, let's start with, with those family trips. What kind of trips have you, you and your family taken up to this point? I would say most of our family trips over the past few years, I have small kids just like Jen. What are the, what are the ages, Emily? We've got two girls, ages five and nine. Wonderful. 
And over the past few years, we've done one two-city European vacation. My husband is a very particular person, a particular traveler with, I like to say, a narrow range of comfort. And so he was very reluctant to give Jen the reins and to hand over control over uh, the design of our vacation. And it was fantastic. She just, she nailed it. And we couldn't have been happier after uh, our last vacation. Well, let's dive into that that back and forth with your husband, if you don't mind, because that's that's an interesting dynamic. Because the, the the parents don't always have the same ideas about not only the trip itself, but how the trip is to be planned. So, tell me about the the back and forth and how you you compromised, or, or if there was a compromise. So, I I like Jen had done a lot of traveling in my younger years before becoming a parent. And I think as my children got older and I was sort of more encouraging my husband to step out of our our comfort zone, we had to find a compromise of wanting to go to those more adventurous places, but finding accommodations and activities with a little bit more, more along the line of what what one would consider luxury. And Jen was fantastic in getting us to those places that I wanted to go to, but also appealing to him and to what to again his sort of narrow range of comfort and places that he would he would be um, find acceptable as well. Great. Okay, so Costa Rica is the destination. So let, I, what I'd like to do now is turn it over to, to the two of you a little bit and just describe the process, starting with day one with Emily with that decision to to turn to Jen to help you plan this family adventure and tell me about the just the back and forth and the iterations you went through in planning this vacation. Jen, let's let's start with okay, you. Okay, sure. I'm, I mean, Emily, what Emily just described was sort of the back and forth with her husband is sort of where I entered. Um, <laughs> our first discussion on the topic was Emily saying, I really want to take the kids to Costa Rica and her husband, Jonathan, being like, not so sure. (laughs) And so kind of going back and forth with them and and sort of assuring Jonathan that they could both get what they were looking for, that it was absolutely manageable and the kids would get what they wanted. And, you know, they were both nervous about their kids being outside their comfort zone as well, I think. Is that correct, Emily? Uh, yeah, definitely. I think he a little bit more more than than me. But yes, I would say we will. Yeah, they were like, I don't know if the kids are going to like it. Or, you know, what are the kids? <laughs> Costa Rica is an easy one because all kids like Costa Rica, I'm pretty sure. It is a great destination that appeals to a lot of different types of travel. And I knew that that was a destination that we could definitely hit and they get, get everything that they wanted, both of them. And there wouldn't really need to be a compromise that we could do it all. Is that true? <laughs> yes, definitely. So Emily, besides the the fear of the kids not liking it, what were some of the other concerns or fears or trepidations about bringing the kids to Costa Rica? Well, I, I had been to Costa Rica um, many years ago, so I sort of had this warm, fuzzy bunch of me- me- memories about it. But I think for my husband, who had never been to Central or South America, he was, I think, more hesitant around issues of safety and issues of health. Jen was fantastic at soothing any any of those those worries. She booked us in the Four Seasons, which was fantastic, and just couldn't have been more comfortable. Um, so yeah, I think it was really mostly around issues of, of safety and health. Jen, walk me through some of those conversations of at least trying to alleviate some of those fears. Or the, what, what are some of your strategies and tactics when talking to, to parents who have these sorts of fears? What, what are the, some of the things that, that you tell them to help kind of bring them along? Yeah, so it kind of all, it's different um, for everyone. And I think this 
instance, a really great thing that I did was I booked them. So yes, they were in Costa Rica, but I did book them in a resort that has a very famous name and a great reputation. And I knew that for Jonathan, sort of having that name recognition would be really helpful for him, um, especially a luxury name like recognition. And I knew that that would be something that could get him on board because uh, it was definitely Emily was was driving the bus on this trip a little bit more and he was hesitant. So they didn't stay there the whole vacation, but they did stay there the first half. And then they went to another amazing, wonderful resort in the jungle. So I knew that we could kind of like, again, working on that balance. But I thought for this, that particular instance, having name recognition would be really important for him. And actually a funny note on that, on their uh, vacation is that they did call me in the middle of the vacation and asked to extend <laughs> their stay, <for> seasons, <laughs> which we were able to do and accommodate and it wasn't a problem at all. Yeah, they loved it so much. They had an extra night. <laughs> <laughs> so if that isn't a, a testimonial, I don't know what is. Emily, we talked earlier about the, the concept of just ratcheting up the adventure. Your girls are five and nine, like you said, so you've got some time ahead of you. Tell me about coming out of that trip and now you've got that under your belt and you've been pushed out of your comfort zone and now your comfort zone is, is expanded. So tell me Tell me about thinking about that next trip. What was your mindset going, coming out of Costa Rica and thinking about that next adventure? Oh, the next one. I was thinking big. I was thinking like Asia or Africa. Um, <laughs> but I, I, th I think we're still a few years away from that. So the next one is actually next month, which Jen planned for us. And we are going to Italy. Um, so I think we'll sort of flip flop back and forth between some European travel and then some you know, some travel in maybe what's sort of called like less developed countries, more what can potentially be a little bit more adventurous. Yeah, I think, again, it's just, it's a compromise between the places, well, flip-flop between places that I choose and then the places that my husband chooses. And I know that Jen has an incredible range of experience planning, planning both kinds of trips. So we're definitely going to use her moving forward. She saved us an enormous amount of time and frustration. And yeah, she's been great. I wonder if, um, Emily, may I ask a question? <laughs> yes. I wonder if, do you think that your trip to Italy coming up next month is different since you've been to Costa Rica and had that comfort of traveling with the kids? Do you think it's different than if you hadn't done that trip to Costa Rica and had just done some of your major city trips that you've done in the past? Yeah, for sure. So I think that's a great question. My husband tends to want to go to the, the big urban areas and hit all the quote unquote sites and, and go to the sort of the safer, more known touristy, touristy areas. And I'm always drawn to the, the smaller, more remote areas where you have what I, in my experience has been more authentic um, experiences with the people that live there and the culture and the food. And so having had that in Costa Rica, when we were driving through little towns or we stopped at like very remote little cafes and met people out of the, the larger urban cities were those experiences were really lovely and I think touching for him. And so now next month when we head to Italy, he was much more inclined and open to us planning a few days in the smaller little mountainous towns and sort of getting outside of the major metropolises and, and varying from the, 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 the touristy sites. Emily, tell me about, so we've talked about you and, and about your husband, how this trip has, has impacted you. Tell me about how it impacted your girls coming out of that experience and that adventure in Costa Rica. 
Oh, they had a fantastic time. They attend a public bilingual school. So I think for them being able to go to a country and like speak to everybody and show off their, their language skills was huge. Um, it was like, like a real confidence booster for them. They always are hesitant when we like suggest a new place or tell them, you know, introduce a new trip. And then they always have a fantastic time. We've, we've never, we haven't had a bad trip, you know, they're just, I think stepping out of your comfort zone and going to different places is so important, especially when the kids are small and Jen has the most adventurous kids. And she's such a testament to, I think, and her kids are such a testament as to why that's so, so important. They're, they're like incredibly resilient children as a result of, I think, as a lot of, of their travel. Well, I couldn't agree with you more. Uh, just conceptually, I'm a little bit behind behind the curve. I've got small kids, but I, I definitely buy into what, and Jennifer, you've really opened my eyes to this, just this, this concept of thinking long-term, thinking about those adventures and those trips you want to be taking with their, your kids when they're teenagers or even when they're young adults. And then just reverse engineering that, bringing it back to the present day and saying, what can I do right now today? What's the trip I can take this year or next year that's going to get me to that to that point? I'm interested, Jennifer. So how do you take, how do you process this new information? You, you get a client like Emily comes back from Costa Rica and you get kind of the download on what happened. How do you process that information in helping her and her family think about their next adventure and the one after that? Um, I take notes. <laughs> every phone conversation, every meeting, I take notes. So, and I'm always flipping back through my file on a family and looking about what we talked about two years ago versus this year, you know, last week and that kind of thing. I didn't mention in when I was talking about my uh, my short bio and you know, how I got into this is that my career before this was as a social worker. So I was a family therapist before I began this. So a lot of times I think I use those skills still <laughs> when working with families on the travel. Obviously it's not as great dire need um, as some of the situations I've worked in the past, but a lot of times, like you said, we kind of mentioned, and I think using Emily's husband as an example was good, is that they're hesitant about something. So I'm always trying to figure out what is it about that destination or that type of travel that's giving them pause. And kind of trying to address that exact component. I remember I, I try to meet with my families if they're local before they travel. So I, you know, go to their home and meet with them and see the kids and talk to the kids and uh, answer some of their questions. And Emily's oldest daughter was concerned about the food. Remember that, Emily? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Again, I took notes. <laughs> but she was really concerned about the food. She just didn't know if it was going to be any good in Costa Rica, like, that didn't appeal to her. Um, now this trip is Italy. So that's really not an issue that I'm going to have to be worried about. I think Italian food and children go really well together, but for future trips, that is something that I'll always have a note of is that she's nervous that she's not going to like the food or it's not going to be very good. And, you know, making sure that we know that. So that's just mental notes. And actually I write them all down. <laughs> good. I love that, that, you told the story about transitioning from a therapist into a travel advisor and how the, <laughs> the overlap between some of the, the skills. And the, that's, that's pretty fascinating. My wife is a family therapist. So it's nice to know that she might have a, a travel advisor career waiting if she ever wanted to do a career change. <laughs> right. so, so Emily, one of, the, one of the things that comes up on this podcast fairly often is 
is just the value of a travel advisor, the value of having someone like Jen in your family's corner, on your family's side, guiding you every step of the way through through your travels. But there's a lot of reluctance, I think, from the general public about using a travel advisor. So talk to me about just the overall idea of using a travel advisor, your experience, and how you plan to use Jen or other travel advisors, but probably just Jen moving forward. <laughs> so I have to admit before going to Costa Rica and for having Jen plan our previous trip, I was really naive about how travel advisors work. I actually thought that they, they took a cut somehow, like that there was an additional fee added into your travel and your plans when you use them. And Jen schooled me on that very quickly and educated me on the process and how they work directly with the tour operators and the accommodations and the local companies in the, in the country that they're working in. So for me now, it just sort of seems like a no brainer. Like there's this woman who, who this fantastic woman who knows us and knows our needs and knows our habits. Planning a trip can be so overwhelming between the, the flights and the accommodations and the planning an actual itinerary of, of activities, especially with children, keeping them occupied and making sure that they're doing things that are stimulating and fun and safe. It sort of feels like a no brainer at this point that to have Jen do it because she's so thorough. She knows us well, she's super organized. And so it, it saves us an incredible amount of time and frustration, truthfully. I find it kind of fascinating. The professionals that we willingly or easily bring into our lives to help us with certain things, things like real estate or finance or fitness and health, diet, whatever. But for some reason, there's a, a general resistance to helping bringing people in to help you plan your travel, which arguably is one of the most impactful things in your life, especially when you're talking about your family. So I love that you shared that story, kind of a real, real world example of how having a travel advisor on your side really made a huge difference and was able to help you ratchet up that family adventure. I, I really, really love that. And I appreciate you taking the time. So today we've been talking with Jen from Family Adventures Await, and you can contact Jen directly. And I mean directly by email Jennifer at familyadventuresawait.com and get in touch and start planning that next family adventure and make sure that using a travel advisor is right for you, which it probably is. Or you can head over to Jen's website, familyadventuresawait.com. Got two people to thank. Of course, we got Jen and we've got Emily Greenstein. Thank you so much for taking some time here on Family Travel Radio. Happy travels to both of you. Thanks, Aaron. Thank you so much, Aaron. Yes, indeed, my friend. I hope you enjoyed this 30th episode of Family Travel Radio. Special thanks one more time to Jennifer Shanks and to Emily Greenstein for joining us today to talk adventure travel planning. Everything that I chatted about with Emily and with Jennifer, you can find linked up in the show notes at familytravel.org slash radio. We'll see you next week, my friend. For now, this is Aaron Schlein for Family Travel Radio, and I'm signing off.